0: Heroes and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamer's Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and Fire Emblem. I'm your host Ryan Murphy and joining me today is my co-host Eddie. Eddie, how's it going? Not bad. Mhm. Are you have you been hopping around this weekend for uh, the good old Spring Banner?
1: Uh Sure.
0: <laughs> sure. No, yeah. Caught you off guard with that one. You didn't know I was going to lead with a bunny joke again? That was last week, Ryan. What are you doing? Uh, nope. Continuing the trend. Yep.
1: Well, uh, so we going to have four weeks of it, or is it just a special one because of the news we got about the voting gauntlet this week?
0: Uh, it depends how much listener feedback we get. I can't be stopped unless I'm asked to stop. So unless you're asking me to stop, I'm probably going to keep hopping along. <laughs>
1: Okay. Oh god, Up along now the I, bunny trail, huh? Yeah, oh
0: there we are. Now I, I kind of want to stop. But yeah, like you you'd mentioned it, we, we have a lot. So we're recording a couple days late, so obviously we've got a little bit more to talk about and then on on Friday when, or Saturday when we record again, there'll be a little less. But let's jump in. Lots of banners going on right now. So obviously Hairs at the fair banner continuing. I can't I think last week we may have kind of solidified where we were at i don't know if you did any further pulls or not but i've i've kind of put you know pumped the brakes with the legendary banner here uh ha- have you touched it at all
1: uh nope i got all four of them and oh, since i'm right. not that worried about uh optimizing or min-maxing the ivs i have not pulled since i got my sharina there
0: mm-hmm. well you've also got the heroes with miracle banner as well as the uh, Spring Festival banner, which is related to the voting gauntlet. We'll talk a bit more about that in the news segment. But, you know, if you're looking for your battle of the chesticles, they're, they're there. They're coming. Uh, I don't know why I said that. That's terrible, Ryan. Uh, and, and finally, the Legendary Robin banner. We finally found out what that colorless dragon was going to be so. Without further ado, why don't we why don't we run right into that? Because that's what people want to hear about. They want to hear about the legendary banner. It's all the rage every month. So without further delay, we got legendary Robin. Right? You have legendary Corin. Did we actually think it was going to be Corin?
1: Uh, that was the big speculation before it came out. Everyone was thinking Corin fit as the most logical, mm-hmm. and part of that was also because they were expecting a. Um, Uh, Water Hero, Uh, but this Legendary Banner revealed a good bit about the Legendary Heroes going forward.
0: That's Um, true, because she's an Earth uh, character, right? She's
1: an Earth Hero, uh, which means there's no set order for which element is coming next. And while she's an Earth Hero, she has a speed boost, the same boost that Fjorm had, which means any element can have any boost. It just depends on the hero.
0: Interesting. So have you been really mid-maxing those boosts when you get your legendary characters and kind of mixing in and out, or, or are you just kind of using them when they pop up kind of thing?
1: Um, I really haven't done that much with the boosts for the other characters. I mean, I did build my water team, and I tried to pick characters that would uh, either get a further boost, additional speed from the speed one that Fjorm gave them, uh, but or would be helped by getting the extra speed to prevent them from getting doubled type thing.
0: Right. That's true. I I did a bit of a a deep dive this weekend as I was traveling for Easter and my, my wife doesn't, uh, Ashley, she doesn't like me driving. She finds I, I kind of make her sick when I drive, which is, you know, uh, Whatever. It allows me time to kind of chill with heroes. So while the kids were napping, I figured, oh, you know, I'll play a bit of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'll do, you know, some, I'll work through the legendary banners, start some summons. But uh, my inventory uh, of heroes was out of whack. I had a max of 300. So I was like, okay, what do I do with these extra ones? And I've been sending them home willy-nilly just here and there as I as I needed to. But that that felt like a waste to me, sending them home when possibly they could be used to even just fill a character's skill slots so i went a bit crazy and just did a whole bunch of inherit skill on some of my top characters so i built out uh, my lin I, i updated my hector build uh don't ask me what builds i use just just basically the the optimal but uh build on on game press is what i went with uh but when i started summoning for the legendary banner So Legendary uh, Robin is a colorless, so I started pulling the colorless, and the other two characters that are colorless, I know Brave Lynn, because I got two of her, and the other one was Elise? Nope,
1: Nope. Halloween Sakura.
0: Oh, okay, see, that would have been nice if I had pulled that one. I don't think I have her. Elise was the green one. Right, right. So... My two brave lins, one of which is still kicking around, but the other, I actually, you know, we talked about this when we did the lin build. That her C slot skill was from brave lin, so I thought, you know, it was a it was a poor IV. The IV I'm running with right now with brave lin is is neutral across the board. So I thought, well, this is a this had a, a bane in some segments that you know I didn't really need. So I figured I'll give it a shot. I'll feed. This brave Lin to my Lin and and pull that uh, C slot skill, which I think was like uh, attack smoke or something. And I and I did it. I did something I said I would never do, which was, you know, inheriting a skill from a five star rare character. <laughs> but I think that's where these legendary banners come in handy because you you are pulling a lot of these these five star characters that you wouldn't normally have. You know, I mean, am I crazy? Should I not have done that? I, I It felt crazy nope. at the time.
1: Well, it's completely up to you and how you want to play it. Since Selena's is your favorite character, it makes perfect sense. Like, True. I have my Lissa that I'm working on, and um, I have the advantage in that Lissa is a four-star or three- or four-star hero, so I can get a bunch of spare Lisses to eventually level uh, plus-ten her. But I've been going through and you know, getting the ide- ideal skills for her when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to be sacrificing at least a couple five stars to get her, uh, you know, finished out eventually. So, and I like this enough that that's worth it to me. And I know? guess that, that's so. where
0: I'm at with Lynn as well, where I want, she's my favorite character. So I want her to kind of be built up as best as possible. And, and if, I'm not a min-maxer in the arena, but I do like to have at least my top-tier team with the skills that are recommended. So I did that, and I also pulled... I was going for you know Legendary Robin and Legendary uh, Gunthra, and what I was doing was just basically pulling uh, uh, white, or sorry, gray, colorless, colorless orbs until... I had a pity breaker and then I would pull the rest of the ring as, as you had suggested that that is a world changer right there. That piece of advice to, to finish off the ring when you, when you have a pity breaker and that, and that got me a loot. And, you know, she was a character that I don't know anything about, but I liked her design and I like the, uh, the, I like mages. So I, I got her and I was like pleasantly surprised, but I did, I did not, you know, as of this recording, the legendary banner will probably be over when you listen to this but I did not get fell Robin unless something crazy changes in the next five to six hours. Um, I did not get her. So I'm curious, you know, let's talk about how you did and then we'll circle back around to, to fell Robin specifically. But how did your, how did your summons go?
1: Uh, my summons actually went pretty well. Um, I was looking for three characters. I was looking for loot as well. Cool. Uh, also looking for Zelgius and of course, fell Robin. Um, Had a bit of a drought at the start. uh, Ended up getting pity broken by a Fjorm. Hmm. Uh, Then I finished out the ring and managed to get a loot with her.
0: Nice. That's good.
1: Uh, Yep. Kept going a little more, managed to get a fell Robin. Uh, And in that same same, uh, ring, when I finished out that ring, I got another Fjorm.
0: You're swimming Uh, in Fjorms.
1: Yeah, F- Fjorm it? seems to be stalking me.
0: <laughs> is Fjorm a thing you can swim in? Like, that's a Norse, like, isn't it? Like uh, a... I
1: think Fjord is the uh... water one. <laughs> okay, Fords. I thought I was Fjords. being clever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I kept going because I still wanted that Zelgius, and I figured at this point, um, any more five stars, I'd just go ahead and call it there, and I got lucky in that I got a Zelgius. Nice. But,
0: that's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to get what you were looking for. Now, you had pulled the Fel Robin. Have you had a chance to really take her for a spin? Or,
1: um, I've been leveling her up in the training tower with the Zelgius loot, and I finally upgraded my um, uh, evil Takumi to a oh. five-star since I leveled the four-star version during the Tempest Trial. Uh, so I went ahead and unlocked him to five-star. So I've got them going. And it's been pretty good. Um, you know, I just I focused on unlocking her unique skill, which will be very interesting to see how that works. But mm-hmm. it's very nice that you don't have to worry about archers with her.
0: Oh, really? So, she has a unique skill where she basically negates archers?
1: Yes, her um, A skill is called Dragon Skin. It gives her, I think, a defense or a res boost. or It gives her a stat boost. But nullifies effective against archers. Hmm. So, that's or really effective cool. against flyers, since she is a flying unit. Hovering oh.
0: there. Wow. Okay. Well, that's actually a big deal. So, if she is, cr- sort of negates archers and she's a flying unit, I mean, obviously, this is something that is that, like clearly Ryan. Like, obviously, we all came to this conclusion hmm. the second we saw her. But, you know, I, I was just curious uh, when it comes to Fel Robin, like, with these Legendary banners, I don't really get all uh, upset when I don't... Well, talk to me when they have a Legendary Lin, But I don't really get that frustrated when I don't <laughs> summon one. But Because uh, they'll always be back in a month. And I play this game actively enough that I know, like, okay, if I miss out on this one, then, I, then I'm just going to have to save orbs. Because they do telegraph when these characters are coming back the next run. Yep. Right? So Fel Robins coming back in May, you said?
1: Early May. She will be back early May. Um, and Ike will be back as well. Uh, however, Ephraim will be returning with the next one in early May, uh, and Gunther will not be returning in early May. Mm. So Gunther, we're getting a green hero next time. Green legendary hero.
0: Ooh. Well, Lynn is uh, is you know green. She doesn't have a green yet. They haven't really been one to complete you know uh, specific emblems with. Different characters, so I, this could be the first instance where they give her either a green, an axe, or uh, I mean, I'm I'm obviously like you, putting my own personal bias on this, but anyways, I hey, I,
1: I yeah. Lissa canonically carries an axe around, so that, it that's could true. easily be Lissa.
0: She doesn't have a green <laughs> yet. She doesn't have a green. If we're, if axe we're gonna yet.
1: throw a bias. She does. Her Christmas oh. is a green axe wielder. Her is an axe
0: oh right 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 well then you hey you you got your slot there so you're all good no i'm just kidding
1: um well like you said so far uh is has not actually filled out an entire uh hero with all colors i mean the closest they've come is the robins where they have blue green and colorless but they still have no red robins and not the Batman version,
0: or or the actual bird. I was gonna, or the dad joke yeah. there. I'm glad you latched to that one. Um, yeah. So so is this? So is Fel Robin like a character that's going to pop up in the meta as something like? Should 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 I want Fel Robin more than, than than I am right now? Like I'm I've kind of accepted my fate that I don't have her.
1: Um, are you trying to put together a flyer team?
0: I've never been. Or a been... dragon team. Uh, I've never been one to sort of build these teams, you know, uh, maybe that's where I'm missing out on the fun of the game and that I don't have like a calv- Cavalry team or a, or an infantry team, you know, Are, do you, well, uh, you,
1: you should be able to find your fun wherever you want to find your fun. So if it's not really intriguing to you to build those specific teams, you know, you shouldn't have to build it if you don't want to.
0: Hmm. Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not necessarily like too concerned with having a specific team, but I do. I do enjoy the idea of finding the fun, and you know, right now with this game, uh, I, I I still love it. Uh, I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm doing a podcast about it, but I find lately I've been just. It's been like I'm running on a treadmill, so I think I need to find. I need to find something new to do in the game as opposed to just jumping in and, and checking the boxes and i and maybe i need to actually deep dive on rival domains because i really haven't given that mode it's fair shake i've really just been jumping in doing the arena doing you know um voting gauntlet those sort of events that pop up so no i i, I don't i don't have uh, any specific teams but i have started to build out like my my legendary Uh, essence teams like you know my fire team and my earth team as as these gardens keep dropping so i'm slowly working on those and and i might try to like come up with a you know safe arena team uh as opposed to just having my top tier team i might just have like an (laughs) arena team that i can sort of always count on to be good um but i don't know
1: well for an arena team depending on what your goal there is you want to build a three-person team
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: because you want to be able to rotate in whether you have some of the other special characters or not, uh, some of the new special characters. So,
0: yeah, and and I and I agree there. I I, I have a I have a three person. So my three person team is basically like Lin, Hector, and Fiorm, which gives me the you know my, my Hector and my Fiorm give me the you know the, the, the distant counter type stuff for both magic and physical you know, damage with archers and stuff. Where I, where I lack usually is, is magic. If someone has a strong armored character, unless I can really counter it, uh, with my sword, axe, or, or lance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit a wall there, but, um, yeah, you know, maybe you're right, maybe I do need to kind of, like, my problem is, though, being free to play, like, if I see something that, that rewards me orbs, I latch onto it, and usually to get those orbs, it's, like, you're really just grinding it out, right? So, Maybe I need to be fine leaving some orbs behind and, and just have a bit more fun. But uh, So with Fel Robin, they also dropped something new. Do we want to talk about that in terms of the, in the special maps?
1: Uh, we can mention it, uh, discuss it. Yeah, I, I actually didn't hop in yet. I kept meaning to, but kept getting distracted. So I at least need to do the first one or two there. But a, we have a special map, kind of like a grand, our bound hero battle. Uh, or a grand hero battle. Kind of mm-hmm. both are the same. More like Bound Hero because it's giving you orbs with fell Robin.
0: Yeah, and I and it is you're right, a grand hero battle in that the first level, which is level ten, gives you just a an earth blessing. And then it goes orbs two, three, four up to like a an infernal, which uh it's tough. I jumped in, I was able to do the ten and the thirty. Uh can't do the forty and the forty plus I'm not even gonna try uh because they uh are they're pretty difficult units plus there's reinforcements so
1: yeah I, i heard some people talking like a bunch of the units have strong against this type and so you know pretty much any type you bring in there's a good chance one of them will be able to get in and slaughter you which once you lose one character you're done oh yeah
0: and true that's a really good point is that if you you're right it's same as grand hero battle you lose a character you're done you got to jump out so you got to be really careful there but it's nice to see that they're giving us free orbs because this is new this isn't something they offered and it's got a bit of story in there as well with the with the character introduction from robin she gives you a little bit of back and forth so that's that's nice to see that they're willing to add some extra stuff there so there you go. I mean, hopefully you guys got your Fel Robin. If you were able to summon her, great. If not, well, you're like me and you'll be waiting until early May, or uh, you'll be saying bye-bye if the new Legendary Hero is of interest to you. Uh, we, we've got a new catch-all little uh, game story segment here. We're just going to go over any other nor- notable sort of stuff that we we came across. I, for one, have found a... You know, Speaking of finding the fun, I jumped into Tap Battle and kind of tried to find like the sweet spot in terms of the difficulty that I really enjoyed playing. And what I was doing is I was doing the four-row one where you have to tap on the individual rows.
1: Yeah. Expert Th- mode. Yep.
0: Yeah, it uh, in higher difficulty stopped being fun. And then I jumped down to casual hard mode, and it's the single-tap location. And I actually was having a lot of fun with it. And it does get pretty hectic at the higher levels. So I think I found my sort of... My fun level with with Tap Battle, I think it's casual. Hard. I hate that I, they call it casual, but because it's it's not casual. Like once you get to the higher levels, you are tapping like a fiend. It is a tap battle. Well, some would say
1: that that's where the hard mode comes in. It is the hard difficulty. It's not the you know easy difficulty or whatever. It's casual in that you're not hardcore at the tap mechanic that you're going to tap each row, but it is still hard so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah true it it is the mechanic in which that is difficult not the not the actual difficulty so but still like the single tap location is just much more fun than than the four rows i found so i uh, i got in my colored uh, goo i i feel like it's a different color this time am i wrong or or is it the same color um
1: it might be a different color seemed to be the same to me but i didn't (laughs) i only i only jumped into the goo once at the last time and you know wasn't that worried about it
0: no no they really didn't add much to it i i feel like if they're going to add anything new to it they'll have to address it in uh in the next update which again we'll be talking about in a little bit but anything mm-hmm. anything uh else come come to you in the game like did you check any other modes out
1: um not really that much this lately like i said i didn't even hop into the um uh special phil robin map yet which is a bit, uh, out there i need to probably hop into that today, but I did complete the t- Tempest trial like 125,000 at the end. I've nice um, been doing the tap battles on casual as well. Uh, I do my normal thing where I go through te- uh, casual easy, then jump into tap casual hard. You know, thinking with the next one, I might just start with hard because the easy felt a little slow to me.
0: Yeah, no, it, the easy. does feel a little slow and i found that the single tap location is is still fun uh so
1: oh yeah i definitely prefer the single tap location i did the first time i did some of the expert after doing all the single tap ones and decided that yeah no i'm not that worried about doing those so i stick with the casual and how i do it is i go through and then i work on uh s ranking it next time you know with the extra dailies
0: Hmm. I have been falling behind on those dailies but you know like I said when I was min maxing and doing some skill inherit part of that was looking at the the seals that certain characters should have and some of those seals are well obviously they recommend like the top tier seals so I've been looking to upgrade my seals and those take a lot of great badges and the dailies for the tap battle reward 50 great badges which is about an eighth of a high upgrade for a seal so kind of really worth jumping on those uh, tap battle dailies every day. So. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, is that it then?
1: Yep. That's really all that's been going on. Like I said, I've been uh, leveling up the characters I got in the legendary banner and training tower. Mm -hmm. Not much else has been going on
0: well you heard it here first i haven't been doing
1: much else i should say
0: that's true intelligent systems what's up get more in your game just kidding please don't there's enough in there as it is right now uh speaking of which continuing events rival domains week four starts on uh april 7th weapon workout quests Oh, it you goes to. when they end. <laughs> One yes. of these days, I will understand the way we set up our notes. And that's my fault. I, I just forget everything that I do, you know. Uh, anyways, Rival Domains Week 4 ends on April 7th. So that's started now. Weapon Workout Quests will end on the 3rd. So get on it. Which You're almost midnight.
1: there. Midnight. You might be gone by the time this goes up.
0: True. I will try to get it out there. So you Weapon Workout Quests people won't be writing in wondering why we didn't give you a last-minute warning. Illusory Dungeon ends on the 6th earth blessing quests will end on the 10th the bound hero battle revival for minerva and maria ends on the 10th as well you've got your arena bonus heroes morgan morgan the law firm at large chrome knight exalt ephraim legendary lord arvis xander paragon knight hinoka kagero who i've been running with in the arena i don't know about you uh eddie who's your who's your chosen bonus hero in this list You've got a, quite a few options um, to choose from.
1: I'll admit I haven't bothered doing much arena the past three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but I think my arena team has Anna sitting in there. I have most of them and could easily juggle them in. I generally go with one of the easier ones to just throw in.
0: Right. Well, there you go. Uh, as you mentioned, Anna's in there as well as Deirdre. Yeah,
1: and this is the third week without arena bonus Hero. That's actually why... A couple days before the legendary banner came out, there was we were definitely speculating it might actually be Robin.
0: Oh, did because... it switch over? It's still those characters, but it ends or it already ended. Did it switch technically,
1: over? Technically Technically, um this is the third week with that set of heroes. Uh when they data like I mentioned last week, the data miners had found indications of a uh Robin, a legendary Robin in there or a Robin in there. And the bonus heroes with the spring heroes, the new spring heroes. Hmm. And that was where the first speculations that it might be a legendary Robin, female Robin.
0: Right. It ends in five hours. So we'll know. Oh, Obviously, we know it's a legendary Robin, but we'll know whether those arenas change. So I guess. um...
1: Uh, Yeah, now that legendary Robin is out, I'm fully expecting the arena to change to have the new spring heroes, legendary robin and all the others the data miners found which i can't remember off the top of my head
0: okay well there you go morgan and morgan uh officially retiring in the next five hours probably replaced by the spring banner and uh legendary robin so look forward to that and rival domains bonus this week is killers or kills with flyer heroes so if you got a flying team get on it fill your rival domains team with flyers cool stuff so in the news, obviously we hinted at it before the battle of the um, of the lovely bunnies, uh, both male and female. The bunny ballot, the bunny battle ballot, coming soon. What do you think, Eddie? Are, are we as predicted, as we both predicted, this is how they brought back the old bunnies from last year. They brought them of retirement.
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, we got all the old rabbits and the new rabbits fighting each other. Um, should be fun. And as you mentioned, the Battle of the Presticles is actually in round one <laughs> with Kagero versus Camilla. Oh really? They're getting that one out of the way right right off the bat. Uh yeah, they've actually set it up so that uh, the first round is an old hero versus a new hero. You got Crom versus or not Crom, Alphonse versus Xander, Crom versus Katria, mm-hmm. Lucina versus Sharina, and as we mentioned, Kagero and Camilla going at it.
0: Well, there you go. That's exciting that they've uh, they've taken our advice. I mean, it, it seemed like a no-brainer to, to do this with the Voting Gauntlet and, and allows yeah, you to bring and, back the old banner as well.
1: And since they've almost never actually advertised in their calendars the Voting Gauntlet things, and there was no indication of how or if they were going to bring the old heroes back when they had a Voting Gauntlet coming up, that's when I started speculating that maybe that would be when, how we get the old heroes. Because they did it with the summer ballots this last year. Uh, the two set, the two different summer banners went against each other in a voting oh, that's Dalmo. right. They
0: did kind of have a double summer ba- uh, banner. It was Noor and Hoshido, right? Elise. Had... Elise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, was... not
1: Elise, but Yilis, uh, oh. where Krom and them, Awakening. Right, Right, nor an awakening or fates in awakening
0: oh i see yeah that's true because there was a yeah so there was a bunch from fates you know hence coming back and you know i i don't want to jump around here but i have a little bit of a theory as to why people you know people want other games they say oh there's too much Fates, there's too much awakening but you know we'll talk about it next week when we're closer to the tharchia banner but there's just a lot more work that goes into Reviving the older games because that art hasn't been updated, right? So they have to.
1: And in a lot of cases, the art has not been updated, but yeah. but I believe they are doing new art for each of the characters in the old new ones. So they're doing new art either way, but they have a lot more to try and work out with the older heroes.
0: Well, they they have to games. they have to do character design, right? You know when you when you bring up yeah uh... they have
1: to do a bit more character design and get it approved type thing, I'm sure. Whereas character design for Fates or Awakening characters is well set. Mm -hmm. You just have to draw a version of it.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that exactly. But there is more work that goes into reviving an older game. And, and I think that's maybe why we got the whole Tharchia is coming in mid April type news, which we haven't gotten in the past. So um that's kind of it, it is exciting to say i i like that they're bringing back older characters and i like that they've found a way to have a spring the last year's spring banner come back as its own banner i haven't pulled from it yet i'm kind of waiting for some orbs to see if i want to you know do do one full ring or not i don't know i just i'm a little skeptical about um just redeeming the free one and moving on but i don't know i think i have xander and crom from last year's spring banner um have you? Did you pull your free one? Did you get anything good from that?
1: Um, yeah, I actually went ahead and did a full wheel on the uh, last year's Spring Banner, so 15 orbs, and um, managed to get a Sanaki, which wasn't a special hero, but a five-star, nonetheless. That's pretty good.
0: That's good. Um, speaking of Awakenings, they have uh, the DLC for Fire Emblem Warriors, which we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, as we get more time with that. So that has come out, and to celebrate, Intelligent Systems has added the new Warriors banners. Right now you can play the Tharja and Olivia banners with... O- is it Owain or Odin coming?
1: Owain is the actual character in Warriors, but in Fates, he reappears as Odin. Uh, if you recall, there are three children from Awakening that appear as characters on the north side of Fates. And Odin is Owain... So since they don't actually have an Owain in the game yet, they are just doing an they're doing an Odin map.
0: Oh, I see. That's creative of them. So have you had a chance to jump in on these? I, I just kind of ran through them with my with my characters and haven't gone back.
1: Uh, like you said, you uh, focus on making sure you get the orbs. I tend to forget about the stuff and often leave orbs laying on the table when the banner goes away. We need to get better about jumping in there, but. Yeah. i have not jumped in yet It it is just
0: uh three orbs each so a total of nine orbs across across the three maps and and they are they will be sticking around for a bit and um yeah i don't know uh so jump in there they are the reinforcement banners that you're familiar with from the other warriors ones and uh tharja olivia and odin themed so jump on it if you're interested now the meat and potatoes of the topic, we're going to be talking about min-maxing or optimizing. Uh, we've hinted at it in the past as to how Eddie and I sort of min-max when appropriate or at, or at all. But we thought it would be good to kind of talk about what we are, what we're referencing when we say min-maxing and why we don't do it. Maybe we'll talk a bit about that. But Eddie, this is sort of you know your kick at the can, so I want to, I want you to kick this off, kick the can down the road. Let's talk a bit about min-maxing.
1: Uh, Well, min-maxing comes in pretty much two. uh, There are two parts to min-maxing, the way I see it. Uh, There's your perfect IVs, or recommended IVs, really. Not exactly perfect. And the skills. Um, We'll go over the skills here, but uh, we are planning to do basics on what skills are and stuff, so uh, we'll probably go into more details on that stuff later on. Uh, The perfect IVs, or... Actually, recommended IVs because there are some characters who, depending on your build, will have different IVs. You want um, are essentially randomized, so they're kind of hard to get, especially if the character is five star only. Um, if the character comes in a three or four star version, like with Lissa and what I was doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a bit easier because you can get those while you're trying to get a five star out of something, and you can get a lot more of them, easy, a lot easier. Cool. Uh, but if you look at GamePress, they usually give you a list of recommended IDs. I, bleep bleep, bleep, <laughs> IVs.
0: The weekly the I need curb. to learn talk to talk talk. <laughs> Sorry, now I don't know how to talk.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they, they'll give you, like, a, at the start, they'll give you a generic list of recommended IVs mm-hmm. uh, and with some explanation of why it is. Uh, But when you look into the build, you decide if you look through the builds and pick one you want to work on, that will also usually tell you what IVs you want for that build. Uh, Not not to beat on the same drum again and again, but with Lissa, there were two big builds for her. One, you wanted a plus attack IV. One, you wanted a plus defense IV. Mm -hmm. And both of them, you wanted a negative speed IV because her speed's not much to talk about at least on the base version.
0: Yeah. So if you go to the game press website and you look at those IVs, I think it's, it really is something to look at, you know, like game press gives you sort of the overarching idea of what that character can be. And I don't know about a lot of folks, but personally, I'd rather just have that information laid out for me than figure it out myself. Like you can you can analytically analytically look at a character and determine like, "Oh, of course, Lin is going to benefit from either speed or attack, speed allowing her to double up, attack allowing her to do more damage." Not hard to realize. However, if you if it's just if it's told to you it's just much easier and they have it in a very visual manner and it's like the green pluses for your, for your preferred boons, your red minuses for your preferred banes and then the neutrals. So, uh, neutrals being a, uh, a yellow dash, but, um, you are right yeah. in that if you're trying to get a preferred IV for a five-star character, and this is where Eddie and I sort of come together on this and that, you know, let's take brave, uh, one of the brave characters or even the legendary heroes, like if you get one with an unpreferred boon or bane that doesn't normally bother me or you because it's like well i got that character and that's what really matters because i'm not going to throw her away because she doesn't have the preferred iv like i just spent how many orbs trying to get her um so yeah
1: yeah i'm of the same mind i mean i'm getting the characters to get the characters i'm not one who min maxes and wants to be level 20 top arena every time Um, you know, every week. So, and uh, like I said, I'm pretty bad about making sure I get in there and get all the uh, maps done, which having perfect IVs might help with that some, but some Mm -hmm. of it is also building the right team for the battle, so.
0: Yeah, that's where strategy comes in. And it is, you're right, it's helpful to have a strong team with preferred IVs, but really I find for most of those challenge maps, Infernal and whatnot, they are designed strategically as opposed to for whales. Like, obviously it helps if you're a whale and you have a bunch of heroes that are, you know, high IV and high, you know, high stacks. But um, it's really more about the strategy and moving your characters around and having the right units in the right place at the right time. And really, when you look at the stats of it all, like let's take Fel Robin as an example, that's an 8% pull. Divided by three, because there's three colorless heroes in that banner. But then from the preferred IV, like it, it incre- you know dramatically decreases your uh, percentage of getting that specific uh, perfect IV for that specific colorless hero in that specific banner. So suddenly that eight percent dwindles down to less than one percent. So it is very much luck of the draw with the five star rare heroes, but with the three or four star heroes. If you've been playing for a year, like I had, I finally got, so I'm building a, you know, a powerhouse May because I have like 10 of her. So I was able to look at her stats and determine, oh, I have two or three with the preferred boon and I can pick exactly which one I want and build the perfect May. you know, plus 10. Because I just was able to, I was summoning so many blues over the last year that I just had a bunch of Mays ever since she was thrown into the pool. So you do get you do get lucky with some of the perf- you know the perfect IVs, so you gotta keep an eye out for those.
1: Yep. Um I didn't want to go back, you c co- were commenting about um attack and speed on Lin. Hmm. Well attack and speed are generally pretty good on everyone. Uh but the other thing is if you're building a character to be a defensive wall, you know, you might want defense over attacker or speed. Or True. certain characters they're uh, base skills or base stats are such that giving them attacks not gonna do much. You know. Yeah. Although I guess attack is always one that is helpful because it causes more damage. But well, there's uh, some that their speed is so low, like with Lissa, you know
0: mm-hmm. well a defense boosting
1: yeah. her speed might prevent one or two doubles, but not many. True.
0: And, you know, you mentioned defense and having a wall character. Like, look at Hector. You want to boost his defense as much as possible. Then you can use that. And I was doing this on the weekend when I was, you know, fiddling with with my team and skill inherit. You can give him some skills that allow him to boost his damage based on his defense. So boosting his defense not only helps you take damage, but it'll deliver damage as well. So there's there's so much in this game that when it comes to optimizing use the tools available to you use gamepress like if you really don't want to use guides so be it have fun but you got to be a specific type of person to want to do that and and you know more power to you but for me personally like I got to get in there I got to look at gamepress and figure all this stuff out cuz it's been done at least 4 or 5 times you know across across the web so I I always I always look at that but you know we we did mention we would dive into skills at a later date but just and you know an overview why don't we cover what we got here and then we'll we'll move forward
1: uh yeah well we get we call it min maxing because there is a community who will go through the math and find out you know to the point zero 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 one percent difference what skills uh boost character and stuff and it might not be that it you know that overblown but They'll go and figure out exactly which skills are the best for damage or survivability, depending on what you're going for. Um, and you know, will so that's where the optimal builds give you skill suggestions from. Um, and sometimes they'll give you budget skills, but you know, a bunch of this higher level skills. Some skills are only on five star heroes. Uh, some are on four star heroes. And uh, but um, either way. You know, it could cost a bunch of feathers or orbs, depending on uh, what rarity the heroes will drop, as in the banners, to try and get those um, those skills for your characters. Yeah. Uh, and I I keep bringing it up because it's the one I've been focusing on and working on. Sure. Uh, one Lissa's C skill is only available on uh, Marissa, which was a Tempest Trials character. And I think it might've been Dorcas who's a five-star only character. So mm. to get that C skill for list for the optimal build, I'm trying to do for Lissa. I'm going to have to either upgrade my Marissa and sacrifice her, or I'm going to have to hopefully get a Dorcas to drop for me.
0: Well, Marissa is that one character that was a tempest trial, right? And we talked about her being rare yep, enough. that Yeah. You should only have two of them. So, um, Yeah, so, and and the thing is, like, personally, again, having spent a couple hours on, you know, skill inheriting and stuff, and that's where the, like you said, the min-maxing comes in handy. It's like, you're going to want to look at skills that are inherited, but for me, what's really important when it it comes to game press and looking at those builds is there's an optimal build, which will, yeah, involve, you know, breaking down some really high-level characters, but some of the skills you can inherit, especially in the budget build, take into account that you can get a lot of these budget skills from four star four star characters and that's where having that inventory of heroes is important to know which characters you shouldn't be sending home just because you have five or six versions of them because they might have a highly sought after skill that is that is available at the four star level so you don't have to spend feathers or luck trying to summon a five star version um like I had, I don't know, like a, as I was going through it, a lot of that came up was like Selena and uh, some of the healers for some of the support skills. Um, I'm trying to think of some of Yeah, a lot of Pegasus ones like Hanoka and Sabuki and stuff like that. They have some ones that are some highly sought after four-star skills. So that's important when you're looking at these min-maxing builds is, is determined like, okay, if I can't get the perfect skill at the five-star level, what's the budget in there to kind of like hold me over with this build until I am able to get that five star. So, um, that's also important to look at.
1: Yep. And, um, uh, one of the things they've done in the actual game is they've given a search, a search skill search ability inside the game. So you can find out who has it, who can learn it at a higher level and all that stuff. Um, within the game without having to go through 20 pages on the uh, game press website.
0: Not only that, not having to scroll through your inventory and miss a character. That how many too, times. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I could have used that. Yeah. I could have used that this weekend. i spent a good majority of my time. Just like, do I, I know I had an extra Selena in here somewhere. So good to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you look at it, there's a little thing when you're doing inherit skill in the bottom that has allows you to search so yeah keep an eye out for that
0: cool well thank you so (laughs) much a
1: lot easier it brings all the ones who have it up to the top with a blue check mark if they uh have it uh able to learn at the level that you told it a gray check mark if they are able to learn it at a higher rarity level oh man that
0: that is a great quality of life feature that i wish i had paid attention to before my easter trip but you know
1: I know it for next time. And and before the emails come in, I did double check, and Summer Xander also has the skill that Lissa needs. Once again, a five star only hero, other than, um, and it's only available at five star so far. And of Hmm. course, the other, the B skill for Lissa is Wrathful Staff, or as an alternative, Dazzling Staff, both of which are only on one five star unit and one of those is the seasonal bridal Lynn. Well, bridal season is coming up. So you might be able to yep. get her. Yep, and she might reappear on a legendary banner between now and then for all we know. True. True. Cuz well, they st- still haven't finished out the performing arts banner.
0: No, that's a good point. Uh, so we all good for I think we're good for min-maxing so far as as a as a quick yep. introduction um like we mentioned we'll cover skills at a later date and jump into what skills are and what they mean uh going forward because it is helpful to understand that as well when you're min maxing but there's so much to it that it'd be tough to do it all in one go but why don't you break down the upcoming events eddie that uh, we'll have to look forward to
1: okay yep uh starting tomorrow or tonight at midnight possibly yesterday or this morning Uh, is the four- and five-star heroes banner coming in as soon as the legendary banner ends. Uh, Starting on the fourth is the Bunny Battle Ballot, uh, the voting gauntlet that we mentioned earlier. On the sixth, we got some chain challenge and squad assault quests coming out. And on the seventh, there's a cooldown bonus banner, which may be something I'll need to look into spending orbs on, because that might have the infantry pulse I need for Lyssa.
0: cool well look forward to that and uh quick speculation corner as we talk about will nana be a healer breaking the drought now i know my nana is in florida right now but we'll be making her way back to canada very soon and she's not a healer though um so i i sorry to disappoint
1: uh yeah i'm referring to the nana that's part of the uh Thracia 776 banner. That's oh, I
0: thought we were talking about my Nana. I'm so sorry. So Nana... with Oh, two N's. I missed that. So Nana with two N's. Is she going to be a healer, and will she break the drought? So you mentioned a drought. We haven't had a new healer since either Jenny or Bridal Lynn. I think Jenny would have been right around the time of Bridal Lynn, because Jenny is a Echoes character, correct?
1: Yeah, Jenny is an Echoes character, so it might have been like a couple weeks after the Bridal Lynn or... I can't remember exactly which came out when, uh, but unless I'm forgetting someone, I don't think we've had any new healers added to the game since then. Uh, Shell, apparently in her game, was a healer, but she came out as a blue mage. Hmm. So, no. You know, I would like a new one, and um, I asked on the Discord, and uh, Phil, or the Phaeologist, uh, did, does agree in hopes that she is a healer, right? Uh, I mean, it, sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I think um, when we talk about a healer drought, you know, maybe this is an in, this is an instance where intelligent systems needs to put more into the gameplay to reward you wanting wanting more healers, but like a six month plus drought for n- a ne- not having a healer character seems like a real problem in my mind like that, that they should be, be wanting to solve i know we talk about wanting to talk about the pool at some point but man nine months without a healer that's pretty crazy right
1: yeah um and maybe some of it is they want something new for a healer but if nothing else they could uh, give us the dazzling staff so it's not just on a seasonal character uh, maybe they still want to keep that rare Or maybe just the refinement is their way of solving that. Mm -hmm. And at first, when they first started doing the, or started not doing healers, it kind of made sense, because at the time, healers were very, very... Essentially, they could heal and do not much else. They couldn't do much damage. Uh, But since then, they've added in the uh, boosted skills, which make them a bit more useful. You know, and it might
0: be interesting to see a new one, but I think it would be nice to see a new healer, and and, and maybe you're right. Maybe they'll add something new to the healer bucket, uh, or or bring the dazzling staff out of being a seasonal. So, um, I, I think we're due up. And if Nana is a healer in in her game, then she should be a healer in in Heroes, especially with this drought. So this is an opportunity for them to. Address that and have some fun. And, and honestly, wouldn't it be crazy? Usually with each banner, there is a preferred hero that kind of comes out on top in terms of power and skill. Wouldn't it be great if it was the healer and they just overcorrected and, and made Nana this like super powerful healer?
1: Uh, would be, would be great. Um, especially if what makes her so super powerful is something that I can give to Lissa. <laughs>
0: yeah oh well there you go (laughs) full circle but uh that's i mean we'll find out very soon because that banner is starting on the 10th of april so the next time we record we should have at least an inkling of what that what nana is going to be bringing home from florida so look forward to that um summoners focus we're looking at our uh, uh, aira ira is it ira
1: i always pronounce it Aira, or maybe ira
0: Ira, Ira. Actually, okay, I, so. I don't
1: think i ever knew how to pronounce it so yeah
0: she's from a game that probably wouldn't have voice so um we will never and know
1: only came out in japan it's not like she's been around over here that much
0: true unless uh, well in heroes basically is is where we're at but uh aira astra's wielder so a bit about the lore here era is a playable character from fire emblem genealogy of the holy war She's the first female sword fighter to appear in the Fire Emblem franchise, that's right. It's not Lin, for all you you Lin fans out there. Uh, and has been credited with introducing the current form of the Meridian class. Aira is a descendant of Odd.
1: Mer Myrmidon.
0: Myrmidon Really?
1: There's an M in there, after the R.
0: Oh yeah. Myrmidon. It's not Meridian. Well Wow. Okay, Myrmidon. <laughs> Myrmidon just sounds wrong now. I've been calling it Meridian since the beginning of my Fire Emblem career. Anyways, uh, Myrmidon class. Ira is a descendant of Odd, one of the Twelve Crucibles of Jugdrol. She was born You're and raised... Hmm? Oh, tw- twelve Crusaders, she, thank you. You
1: a Crucible there, so... <laughs>
0: uh, I'm doing great. She was born and raised in Isaac Castle, the capital city of that country. She is the daughter of King... Mananananana... <laughs> <laughs> And an unnamed deceased mother and the half-sister of Prince Maracle, Maracle, who is 12 years her senior. If paired, she will be the mother of Larcy and Ulster. So I'm going to stop reading right there because uh, that's the end of the paragraph, but also um, I butchered it. So you have a bit more here to talk about, so I'll let you jump in now.
1: I didn't argue with you there in a moment because it was close enough, but I usually, in my mind, read the uh, country she comes from as Isaac. The double A's in it makes me just kind of think of more of a instead of saying Isaac, Isaac. Oh, like the long A. Yeah. yeah. I could okay. be completely wrong on that, but
0: I've been um, wrong more than right, so I lean more so, towards your, your pronunciation.
1: Yeah, uh, many in America might think that Awakening was the very first game to ever have children units. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my Actually, hand up. Yeah, actually genealogy was the first to have children units, who's, who, which, what adults you paired together would decide some of their stats, like in Awakening and stuff. Um, and because genealogy is actually split into two timelines. You do like the first five chapters as the adults and then the second uh, five chapters as the children. Um, however, unlike in Awakening and Fates, where the children join your the adults and fight with them, uh, the two sets of characters were actually separate. Kept separate. So like you do the um, adult story and I think Sigurd, the father of Sella, um dies at the end of the first five chapters and then you start on the children's story after an intermission. Oh. Um, also, a second note when I was looking at it, uh, Thracia, 776, which we're getting leafing them from actually takes place a year before the child's storyline starts there's like a 16 17 year gap and the child storyline starts in 777 so thracia seventy seventy six is a story that takes place in between there um hmm. Aira or ira is actually part of the parent's storyline of the game so the first half of the game
0: interesting so Era shows up and then disappears basically after chapter 5.
1: Well, um whether it's a in the 15 years between she's no longer able to fight or gets killed or something I don't know, but like you pointed out, she does have two children of that will appear in the uh younger storyline and hmm. the second storyline.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. I, I honestly, personally in terms of my personal experience with Ira I don't have the character but the last time she popped up or and, and the first time she popped up in her banner i wanted to try and get her because i know that she was in a in a high tier list she was considered kind of a, a very powerful character in the meta um but i just couldn't summon her because there was so many red users out there so many red um user or heroes that you would pull by pulling red orbs so i just never got her and um i also she was Sorry? No, I was just going to say, I got her lookalike. She has a few lookalikes out there. I can't remember their names, but it's like, oh, I finally got her. It's like, oh, no, it's not Ira. Um, <laughs> she she has normal eyes. Her lookalikes don't have normal eyes. That's how you can tell the difference. Um, I don't know who those characters are, but sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, and also she was the one who caused a lot of uh, stir when she came out because she came she was a surprise out of nowhere as part of a tempest trials banner she was like one of the bonus characters in the tempest trials uh but i think she had like eldigan with her in that same banner so she had at least one other sword user sitting in there to possibly pity break you even on the focus when she came
0: out that would explain why i never got her so that's fun
1: Even if you didn't get pity broken by a non-focus unit, you might have gotten pity broken by the other focus red unit. I don't think I
0: have him, so I probably never even got lucky enough to be pity broken by a a five star uh, focus. So, do you, you, Dan? Do you have Ira or no?
1: I do have her. Um, I haven't really. I think I'm pretty sure I got her to level forty, but I haven't really uh, experimented or min maxed or played with her that much. Okay. So, I don't have much experience with her. I do have her though. I'm
0: trying to pull up her game press here while we look at the uh going to look at the sort of uh, preferred IVs, so you know, related to what we were talking about before with the with the um the preferred IVs and stuff. So, you've got a a preferred of attack speed, which I think is kind of normal for an assassin sword type character, at least that's what I've been noticing as I tried to build some teams up this weekend so a preferred attacker speed speed allows ira to go for more options with sacred seals and score more doubles attack amplifies Arya's damage uh, uh sorry ira's damage output since uh, she will often double her opponents and will be h- helpful against bulky units you know her preferred boon is a resistance uh, i don't know shouldn't have trouble or should be uh Sorry, Ira shouldn't have trouble or should be avoiding fights with mage opponents. So resistance is used less. So that's your preferred IV for Ira. Um, do you want to go a bit into the optimal build, which is listed as Ira's Bizarre Slaughter, Opponent's Phase Ira? Uh,
1: well, they recommend her um, using Slaying Edge for that optimal build, uh, giving her Disencounter and Wrath. Uh, as well as Speed Smoke, um, Rignal Astra, which I think is the one that just came out. Oh, no, it's one she already has. So yeah, that's an easy one to get. <laughs> that's a preferred reposition. one. Reposition, yep, and reposition uh, as a movement skill. Um, and they recommend giving the giving her the Seal of Distant Defense. Uh, so yeah, this is an IRA that I'm guessing can stand up to. Um, Mages, although with her resistance, especially if you have the minus resistance, being uh, might not be able to send up to much in the way of magic. Yeah, but well, if she survives that first hit from a magic user, she should be able to. She'll be able to smack back, essentially.
0: Yeah, and that distant counter, not having like a budget, like this bill, this opponent's phase ira depends solely on feeding her like a five-star unit because distant counters a fairly rare skill
1: not just a five-star unit a five-star hector
0: yeah five-star hector or a five-star uh love abounds hector which again like
1: so uh, you're five-star hector
0: yeah well well no you're right but you're looking at you know a rare character yeah. And, or an even rarer version of that rare character. So th- you you got to really love Ira to want to feed her a couple of hectares. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. So looking at maybe the next build down, we, we didn't put this in the notes, but Fist of the Astra, which is a player phase offensive Ira. So this is going to be an Ira that you're going to be running around with and having her do most of her damage in your own phase. Looks a little... A little more reasonable and actually is a very similar build outside of you know um your weapon and uh the seal the biggest difference is instead of the distant counter you're giving her a swift sparrow too which uh uh well are all uh, they're all five stars oh no no it's a built-in for ira so there you go that's not so bad yep they should really note that when it's built in like hey it's built in guys uh, yeah, or we could one do of our the research. I've yeah.
1: noticed with those, with these, is that they don't show you what's actually built into the character very easily.
0: Well, maybe that's where we can solve all the world's problems by uh, looking into the builds before. I, I apologize. I put it in here. I should have at least known that uh, which ones were built in. But I, you know, um, I, we both don't have Ira. But I feel like if you do, there's a lot but of great I, options. I have there.
1: her. I just Sorry. don't use her that much.
0: I don't have Ira. Eddie has an abundance of great characters, um, that may not, you know, make it to the top tier. We can't all be Lissas or Lynn's, folks, so um you can only go so far. But uh if you do have an Ira a spare Ira hanging about, it sounds like if you're looking for a sword user, you could probably kick her to the top and, and do some decent damage. What do you think, Eddie?
1: Yeah. She does look like she could do some damage. Um you yeah. know. Sorry, just Glancing at Sorry but yeah nice nice attack nice speed I mean her <laughs> biggest biggest advantage is that she'll double a lot of people True yeah you know, true and, she but there are a nice high speed
0: There are a lot of sword users that will will double up a lot but I I know personally I know with her she was listed as kind of a high level a high level character so if you have an ira kicking around you're looking to get her into fighting shape there that should get you started check her iv look at a build and and go from there. What are we going to be covering next week or next time on Summoner's Focus?
1: Next next week we will be covering Fae, Divine Dragon, F A E, from The Binding Blade, okay. uh, which is Roy's game or the one for that is the sequel to Lynn and Ellawood's game, but came out before it
0: right right because the pre yeah anyways. so look forward to that with fey who is a mainline game not featured in the prequel
1: yes if i'm not re- if I'm i remember remembering Faye is the chicken dragon as she is often nicknamed and
0: she's uh she is um japanese only right in terms of that game
1: uh yes binding blade is another japanese only game
0: okay well look forward to that another japanese game coming at you in summoners focus we're gonna just tease Outrealm Gate for next week, as I mentioned before. Fire Emblem Warriors DLC for Awakening is out now, so if you are uh, if you have Fire Emblem Warriors and that season pass, jump on it, get in there and play it. Uh, we're gonna be talking next week about our time with this DLC because I have just begun to scratch the surface. But you know, do you want to give a tease here because you have you have a specifically a uh, Lissa focused note in here?
1: Well, I got her axe. She finally got her unique weapon. So I already got the uh, unique weapon and the first upgrade for it. Uh, but trying to find out where the final upgrade is and get to it is proving quite a challenge since, you know, a lot of high-level quests. Like you mentioned when the, um, we were digging into the Shadow Dragon DLC, the challenges in the higher-level history maps, or the newer history maps, are a lot higher level. So I got to work a bunch more characters up there and either get them their uh, maxed out unique weapons or, uh, you know, just get more of them up there so that I have a better team to
0: help me get through the maps. Cool. Well, there you go. We'll we'll talk more about our our deep dive into the history maps added and the new characters and, and what they all sort of bring to the table in Fire Emblem Warriors. So next week we'll talk about that. Just a bit of listener feedback this week. This is a tool suggestion from Sky Majadia via the Discord. He reached out to me and let me know about this tool. He was also talking about it in the Fire Emblem channel of our Discord. You want to check that out, go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. I noticed a few new faces in there over the last couple of weeks, so I appreciate folks checking it out and jumping in on the conversations. The tool that he recommended is called Faye Keeper, and he sent us a link to... Um, a discussion on the Fire Emblem Heroes subreddit and it is a cataloging tool to sort of track your collection of heroes outside of the game and look at it, break, it breaks down a bunch of stats it allows you to sort of I, I honestly have just started to scratch the surface with it it requires you to supply a email and password uh, to sort of manage your your data so if that's something that you're wary of that's what you need to access it um and then it gives you the option also to keep your collection private or public um the difference being the public uh the public collection includes you in a lot of the stats that it does crunching on so it's all based on numbers entered by people using the tool it doesn't pull from an api or anything um so you're gonna i chose to keep mine private because i don't know if i'm gonna have time to input everything but um, if you're looking to keep track of your collection this is something you can look at it's at FayKeeper.com. Eddie now I know you haven't had a chance to jump in but what are your thoughts on something like this an external tool for you know, inven- having an inventory of your heroes
1: uh, should be useful um, the biggest concern worry I have is if it's asking for any kind of uh, Nintendo or Apple slash Google login info, I'm not willing to do that, but like mm-hmm. like you said, I haven't de- dove into it yet so, you know if you're entering all the data in yourself, then it should be very useful and helpful to figure out oh, who do I have, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking here like it's, uh. so in the settings it basically asks you if you want to be private or public which uh, was what I referenced before, but then you look at, uh, let's say I want to add a hero, it's all based on on me inputting data. So I know I have a Lin, so it prevents me like, okay, what color is it? Red. What five five star down to a one star? Are there even one star heroes? Um, anyways, five star. And then it presents you with all the five star red. Uh, I don't know how these are sort of displayed, but they all appear to be, it's like all visual, So it's all the icons of your familiar heroes. So obviously I know I have a Lin. It's a Lin regular. I click on Lin. And then it presents me with you know what level is it? A level one, a level two to thirty nine, and then a level forty. You're merged. What weapon does it does the character have? Uh, is it a bane or a boon? Um, and then it actually breaks it down. So it'll say like it'll tell you whether your hero has a natural nature or if I give it a if I get it a uh, it's a bane. Uh, oh, it's gonna say it's it's asking me for a bunch of stuff, so I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. But it it looks like a fairly useful tool where it's all visual, you're in, inputting it yourself, so you get you get out of it what you put into it. And if you if you are the type of person who wants to really keep track of your heroes, it sounds like this might be a cool way to do it and contribute to the Fire Emblem Heroes community. So um, if you're interested, check it out. But as far as I can tell, it doesn't require any extra information from you outside of creating an account for the specific website. So, um, if that changes, I will certainly update anybody. So check it out. If you're interested, Eddie, that's going to do it for this week. How are you feeling about fire emblem heroes?
1: I'm enjoying it. Having a lot of fun. And yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: going to keep asking you that at the end of every show. So be warned, uh, just to get you updated on what Eddie feels when it comes to Fire Emblem Heroes. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You can find us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash that's F-E-H. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com and, you know, reach out to us on Discord. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowlfear. Fear. And don't forget to follow the Gamers In for show updates. That's gonna do it for the episode, this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning!